0: Hello, and welcome to the Bikes and Podcast, a podcast about bikes, but more about the people that ride them, the communities that they build, and the stories they create, than conversations about the latest shock technology, wheel sizes, and how to improve your Strava time. Every two weeks, I interview people with a story to tell, an event to promote, or a cause they are passionate about. If you'd like to be on the podcast or have an idea for a story I should cover, please contact us. You can go to the bikesand.net website and click on contact in the nav bar. My Twitter handle is at mybikesand and my Instagram feed can be found at bikes.and. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Bikes And Podcast and that you have a great ride. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Bikes And Podcast titled Bikes And Great Causes coming to you from the Colorado headquarters of the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. I'm joined today by Sarah Klein, who is the National Manager for Corporate Relations, a graduate of Wheaton College and the University of Chicago. Sarah has been working for the MS Society for a little over 10 years, I believe, Sarah. Uh, According to LinkedIn, she has elementary proficiency in Finnish, a limited working proficiency in French, and is on the board of Trips for Kids.
1: I'm impressed you've done your homework. <clears throat> Thank
0: you. Uh, Sarah, it's good afternoon. It's a little afternoon. creepy. It's it creepy. is a little creepy.
1: Creepy, but nice, yeah. Little
0: stalky. If I didn't know you uh, <laughs> you better, you, and you were a complete <laughs> stranger to me. That would seem a little odd. It would, yeah. But I think we've known each other now for four or five years at this point. We
1: have, so I don't feel quite as creeped out as I would have otherwise.
0: No, that's right. And um, you should know that for the first time in a while, uh, we're actually able to, uh, to drink beer during a Bike Sand podcast. Um, I am drinking an Oscar Blues IPA. Sarah, what are you drinking over there? I've
1: got a Dale's Pale Ale, and just for the record, even yeah. though we are at the society offices, it is after hours. Yes. So it is it is legal.
0: Literally, uh, it is the 8th of December. Uh, it is a freezing cold day here in Colorado. Uh, I don't think the mercury has gone above 5 degrees all day, and it has just turned 4 o'clock. So Sarah is officially allowed now to... Uh,
1: I've just cracked that beer open, so...
0: Uh, Yes. Good for you. Yeah,
1: and it is delicious.
0: Yes. Um, So I hope you're managing to stay warm uh, now that the polar vortex, a.k.a. winter, seems to have settled in here. Um, Are you able, actually, to say something in Finnish for
1: us? Hyvä päivä. What does that mean? It means hello.
0: Okay, so somewhat elementary proficiency in Finnish, then.
1: I think you, I think you did get my proficiency switched. I actually speak a little bit better French than Finnish, but okay. it's, it's well, been a while.
0: Très so. bien. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, well, thanks for spending some time with uh, with me this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having uh, me. Always great to be uh, part and, uh, of uh, and talk about the Multiple Sclerosis Society. You guys do amazing work. Um, Are you able uh, maybe to kick things off? What what do you do here at the um, MS Society?
1: So like you said, I've been here about 10 years, and my current role um, is on the corporate relations team. And uh, my job is doing corporate sponsorship Mm -hmm. primarily for our national Bike MS program. So Bike MS is um, a series of fundraising bike rides supporting uh, the National MS Society. So we've got a series of about 85 bike rides all around the country. Um, that raise money um, to fund uh, research and programs and services for people living with MS.
0: Can you give me some idea of how much money Bike MS raises annually?
1: We raise about 85 million dollars. That's
0: fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And when you look at some of the other MS events that are around, because I don't think Bike MS is the only thing that Bike MS, or MS Society uses to raise money. What other um, events are there?
1: So we have a national walk program, Walk MS, uh, which raises around $50 million. Muck Fest MS, which is a series of mud obstacle uh, races or events. Um, uh, Challenge Walk, which is an endurance walk event around the country. Um, And then there's a number of other special events that are sort of unique to each market, stair climbs, those sorts of things.
0: So your, but your primary focus is the Bike MS
1: that is my primary focus. I, you know, I do some sponsorship for other events, but bike is my passion, so that's would, what I focus on. Would
0: you like to give a shout out to some of the major um, companies that support bike MS?
1: I would love to. Our I bet pre- you would. <laughs> premier- I bet they would too. <laughs> they would. Our premier national sponsors are Primal. Primal wears our national uh, apparel sponsor jerseys uh, and kits. Um, Bicycling Magazine. Um, other sponsors are Kenda tires, um, Showers Pass. Um, uh, who else? Uh, True Fitness um, and People for Bikes.
0: Full disclosure, I've actually ridden uh, the Bike MS event here in Colorado, which goes from uh, Westminster um, on the Front Range all the way out to Fort Collins. Um, I've done it about three times now for what it's worth. Uh, I am a high roller, uh, which means that I've raised more than $2,500. Isn't that that's at, right. At yeah, top fundraiser. At, thank you, and uh, I also get to use the VIP bathroom, <laughs> which it's a uh, big perk. It's a big perk. I think it's the biggest perk, in fact.
1: It is right to the front of the line. Front of the.
0: That's exactly right. No one wants to queue. When you need a bathroom on a bike event, you need a bathroom. You do. So uh, it's actually nice to have access to the VIP bathrooms. When you look at um, the money that you raise for Bike MS and all around, wh- what is that money used for?
1: Well, uh, two things, like I said. So primarily we're using it um, to fund research. So the the goal of the research um, is threefold. So we're using it to um, stop disease progression in people with MS, um, to restore lost function. So uh, multiple sclerosis is a um, debilitating disease. People lose function over time. Um, so stop disease progression, restore the function that's been lost, and then obviously ultimately um, to end the disease forever, to find a cure. So mm-hmm. research into the disease is one, and then to fund programs and services for people living with MS and um, and their families. So that's sort of the twofold goal of, of the National MS Society.
0: Yep, fantastic. Do you know, I mean, can you um, provide the listeners any insight into, like, how close are we to finding a cure for multiple cirrhosis?
1: That's, that's the question of the day. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you, we're getting closer every day. Um, I'll tell you what, what's, what's been pretty cool. So you, you mentioned I've been at the society for just over 10 years. Um, when I started here in 2006, um, I believe that there were six different therapies on the market, um, uh, therapies, uh, I mean, medications for people who are living with MS. Um, today there are 13. So the pace of progress is just incredible. Um, you know, you think about $85 million a year being raised just from, just from bike MS, just from this one event series society raises over $200 million a year. Um, and that money is being used really effectively. Um, so you think seven new medications just over the course of the last 10 years that are treating disease, uh, symptoms and, and disease, um, in a whole bunch of different ways. I don't know if I can say we're close to a cure, but the advances are coming really quickly, right. um, to have come that far in, in, just the last 10 years. Um, it's really encouraging. Um, the society just launched. Uh, our national conference was just a few weeks ago, in the early part of November. Just launched a great new campaign called Breakthrough MS, which is, you know, kind of a capital campaign, which is is really dedicated to funding the next big breakthrough in multiple sclerosis, um, with the goal, I mean, ultimately, of course, of finding that cure. Um, but it's really focusing um, our funding efforts on achieving that real next breakthrough.
0: I have a very dear friend who suffers from MS, and that's why I ride in the MS uh, Polaroid Bike MS event. Um, <clears throat> I'm assuming that people take part in these uh, causes for various reasons, right? Absolutely. What, why, why do people do this? That you find.
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, and we've actually done some some good research into that um, to figure out how to motivate people to participate. Um, and there's a couple of different reasons why people get involved. So one is we have just cyclists, hardcore cyclists who are the hardcore, you know, spandex guys, Strava, whatever, who race every weekend. And, and this is the one weekend where they feel like I'm going to do something that's a good cause and I'm going to take a break from the racing and whatever. And this is the one weekend of the year where I feel good about what I'm doing, and I'm going to commit a weekend to a good cause. We have race teams who are committed to volunteering, and this is the one weekend that they, you know, give up to commit to a a charity, which is terrific. We love that. Um, And they choose Bike MS because we put on a great event. They know they're going to be on safe roads. They know they're going to get great snacks. They know that the finish line is going to be a great party with good beer and whatever. So we've got that group of people. Um, we have people who participate because it's just an awesome social event. Um, they get together with their teams, they get awesome custom jerseys, they wear horns on their helmets. Um, again, the finish line, we have a whole team village at the events where their teams get tents and they decorate them. Um, and it's just really a great social atmosphere and they look forward to it every year and they have you know training rides together and it's a, just an awesome team-oriented social event. Um, and then we have a huge group of people who are brand new to cycling and this is the, um, like physical challenge for them. It's, they've been, you know, they haven't ridden a bike since they were 12 years old and now they're 45 and this is an opportunity for them to, wow, get back into shape, pull that rusty steed out of the garage that hasn't been ridden in 20 years and wow, like really put a a real challenge ahead of themselves, you know, for people like you who have been riding nonstop for the last 18 years, (laughs) but you know, uh, you know, the, the Colorado bike ride 150 miles isn't a big deal for you. Um, and that's awesome. But for a lot of people, 150 miles is a very, very daunting challenge and something that they put on the calendar a year ahead of time and have to really train for. And it is a huge obstacle, challenge, um, and to hit that finish line is an incredible achievement. You bet. And, you know, that's something that we're really proud of at the MS Society is to be able to be alongside them through that whole journey and to help them with training. And, you know, our partners, you know, that's part of my job as a, as a sponsor sort of person, to bring alongside partners who can help them with the training and the nutrition and the apparel and the all those sorts of pieces of advice to help get them to the finish line. That's a big part of it too, is that people who have set this as a real personal goal, um, and whether it's, you know, fitness or weight loss or whatever it is, but just to get to the finish line, um, that's, that's another big kind of cohort of, of our cyclists. And then of course there's the people who for them, MS is really the cause. That's the most important thing in their life, whether they themselves are living with MS, whether their partner or mother or uncle or whoever, um, this is the cause that, that is, you know, really resonates with them. And again, the challenge is a big challenge, um, but the challenge may be the fundraising challenge. And you don't raise $85 million without really caring about this cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and that network of people who are activated by our participants, we have about 100,000 people who ride in Bike MS. And those 100,000 people are then activating hundreds of thousands of other people to bring in those $85 million um, because of how meaningful the cause is to them. Um, So those people who have a loved one or or they themselves are living with multiple sclerosis um, then take on what is for most people a really challenging event. And of course not every ride, just put it out there, not every ride is 150 miles and not every person is or wants to or can ride that far. Um, But the, the meaning and the, um, importance of that of this cause is what really motivates them to to go that distance and to to do that fundraising
0: yeah, i've got to say one of the things that motivates me when i'm on that ride um is when you pass through some of the cities on your way up to fort collins is passing people on the corners who are suffering themselves from multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. who are there cheering you on yeah uh either <clears throat> standing or in a wheelchair uh that is uh that is pretty pretty motivating yeah so for someone who has never uh, ridden a, a bike MS ride before, mm-hmm. uh, paint the picture, if you would. I mean, put yourself like you're arriving at the event in the morning. Uh, take us through from there to, you know, when you get to your final final destination.
1: Well, um, you get there really early in the morning because we try to start early to give people a long time to get there. Um, What
0: time are we talking about?
1: Well, what time did you get there? 530 in the morning? Something like that. Start time is usually uh, around 630 to 7, depending. Um, Hopefully you're there with your team. We put a big emphasis on the team program just because that's a great way to support especially new riders to have a team around you of, um, you know, people to support you and encourage you and help you with the training. By the way, hopefully this day of the event is not your first introduction to the to your bike of us experience because your registration and your fundraising started months ago. We'll put that out there. Good point. Um, But yeah, you start, you get there early in the morning. Um, There's a team of mechanics there to help you. If you need help inflating your tires or adjusting your brakes or your whatever, if your bike needs any last minute tune ups, breakfast is laid out for you. There's coffee, there's water to fill your bottles, all that kind of stuff. Um, You line up by team. You get last minute instructions over the, what's that thing called? Uh, bullhorn from your uh, ride leader um, off you go there's aid stations um, along the course every we say about every eight to ten miles so anything you need in terms of food and drink along the way is there for you we have SAG vehicles um, support and gear who are
0: I actually didn't know what SAG stood for
1: <laughs> SAG is a support and gear
0: I had no idea S-A-G
1: support and I gear got vehicles got yep
0: educated today. there you
1: go There's support and gear vehicles all along the course um, for every ride, uh, who are there to either provide mechanical support if you need it, who are there to pick you up if you need a ride, either to the next rest stop or to the finish line if you decide you've had enough. Um, We've got uh, first aid all at every aid station. We've got... um, motorcycles roving up and down the the route who are providing um sort of safety checks for the riders as well as um for cars who may be on the road there are police at busy intersections we've got safety is uh absolutely top of mind for us Um, we usually have um what do you call the cyclists who are trained in uh medics yes (laughs) medical stuff. What are those people called? Um, right. So, uh, anyway, like I said, so safety is really top of mind, but there's always a lot of support people who are around to help, especially talking about new people. You never feel like you're out there alone or that you're, you know, if you're, if you get in trouble, somebody's not gonna be able to help you. Um, but you get to the end, whether it's day one, there's people cheering you on and day two, somebody puts a medal around your neck which is about the greatest feeling there is. I'm, I will never forget my first ride. I did it my first year I worked here. Um, somebody living with MS put a medal around my neck, and it was it was one of the most meaningful, powerful, absolutely the best bike ride of my life. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the same at every event, but in Colorado, when you get to your halfway point, um, so the end of day one, um, there is a huge village, uh, there's a band playing, uh, there are tents, et cetera. Is that the same at every event?
1: Well, it's not, it's, uh, yeah. So every event is a little bit different. So so our sort of standard, like the brand standard, mm-hmm. is a two-day event. So two mm-hmm. day, 150 miles over two days. This is sort of the kind of the classic bike and mess ride. But there's a huge variety. So some, day, some events are one day, like New York City, you can't shut down the streets of Manhattan for two days, right, Why so that's- that? <laughs> you know, they kind of frown on that. So New York is one day. There's, we have, we have a number of one day events. Um, but most of them are two days. So you ride one day and then there's a, there's a festival at, you know, the sort of overnight one day finish line, like you said. So there's a team village. So each team has a tent. Um, there's a big food tent. There's usually a band. There's some kind of festival entertainment sort of atmosphere. Um, and then day two you ride again. Um, in Denver, it's an it's an out and back, right? So we start in one place, you ride to another place, and then you turn around and ride back. In other places, it might be a figure eight. So you start, you do a loop, you start you end up where you started, and then you do another loop the next day. In some places, it's a destination. So like our biggest ride, which is the BP MS-150, you start in Houston, and they ride to LaGrange, spend the night there. Ride out to Austin the next day. So it's all the way out, and then they bust back to Houston. Mm. So there's a whole, there's a kind of a variety of, of different um, types of rides.
0: How big is that uh, Texas event?
1: That's a big ride. That's about 12,000 people right now. Mm, that's crazy. And uh, yeah, that is a sight to behold.
0: So uh, the Texas event is, is 12,000, mm-hmm. Colorado is about 4,000. Mm-hmm. 4, yep. What's the smallest event?
1: I think our smallest event right now is Hawaii. Mm, I'd like I, to do that one. Yeah, I fact. would like to do that one too. I keep trying to tell them that they need to, yeah. like, I need to have like a business trip there. to Yeah, ride I think that the Bikes and
0: Podcast uh, needs to interview you in Hawaii. Yes, in Hawaii, in Hawaii. Right, absolutely. Exactly.
1: Let's put in a formal <laughs> request for that.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's.
1: About, I think that's about eighty-five people 85 right now. So people. that's pretty little. Yeah, that's, it's that's, a very intimate experience.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um, You mentioned the the team concept. Mm -hmm. Talk about that a bit, because I think that adds, for those that don't know, I think that adds so much to your experience if you do ride in a team. It it really does.
1: Yeah. So there's a couple of different sort of aspects to that. So we really promote the team um, component for a number of reasons. So first of all is just the whole social support system of of a team. So um, and that can be a team from your company. It can be a team of your Friends and family can be a team from your church, whatever. Um, But we really encourage that just because it is such a great way, especially if you're new to the ride or new to cycling in general, um, to have a group of people who you can ride with. It just makes it more fun. um, And it just enhances the whole experience. Um, So the first time I rode Bike MS, it was the first time I'd ever ridden a road bike. Um, I mountain bike uh, before I took up road riding. I didn't have a road bike. Um, it was actually when I started working here and there was a team of society employees who wrote in the event and they invited me to join. And one of my colleagues here gave me this old Trek, the one with like the down tube shifters, which was lovely of him. But every time I pulled my water bottle out, I up, I upshifted or downshifted. It was a disaster. It was fine. It was lovely. It was very helpful, but I was not a good cyclist on it. Um, but somebody who taught me how to ride a road bike and then we got the matching jerseys and then we got a team tent together and we went on training rides together beforehand so that I could learn how to ride a bike and I could learn, somebody taught me how to ride single file on the road and taught me what all the little hand signals are for here's the gravel and how do you show somebody that you're turning and oh, you should stop at the stop sign and not roll through it. And what are the rules of the road together? And how do you, what are the rules of group riding? Because, oh, by the way, at Bike MS, when there's 4,000 people on a road, it's very different than riding on the Cherry Creek Trail. Um, So those sorts of things of like just learning how to ride together and how to have fun together. Um, So the whole just, team like group fun part of it is is great there's also from sort of the corporate side and i'll tell you a lot of our teams at bike ms are corporate teams the other side of it is just the whole it's great for the company um, and it's great, um, brand awareness. So I, you know, I sort of think about like my team experience has been just, it's fun and we get matching jerseys and they're, they're cute. And I'll tell you they're pink cause that's my favorite color. Um, but from the corporate side, it's amazing branding. So we have a huge corporate team program, um, and a huge national corporate team program, which is, you know, the, the Coca Colas and the Deloitte's and the sales forces of the world who are out there in bike MS events all over the country sporting their corporate team jerseys and they're out there in teams of 200 and it's awesome to see these rolling pelotons sporting their company brands down the road Um, and that's just incredible from corporate bonding and when we get ceos of these companies out there and their employees have the opportunity to spend i don't know seven hours on the road and in the team tent with their senior leadership at their company what a great opportunity for them. What a great opportunity for younger employees in a company to get some leadership opportunities and some experience, you know, in their visibility in their companies. And there's just all these great sort of pieces in there that, that give, I don't know, sort of the business opportunity. One of the great things about these team tents, especially in some of the larger events, um, is the almost corporate networking opportunities that exist. In those in those scenarios, so you've got company A, B, and C lined up together, and suddenly you've got almost like a business event, networking event happening at a bike ride. Um, so there's a lot of kind of interesting um, nuances that are happening at a bike ride.
0: Yeah, which actually talks very nicely to why I created this podcast in the first place, <laughs> right? Because it's not just about the bike, right, right? Not at all. It's all the other stuff that happens around it. So exactly. I think that, that's that's fantastic. Exactly. Um, you, I, I will say from my own personal experience, the first year I did it, uh, so I've done it three times now, uh, the first year that I did it, I um, I did not belong to a team. And when I got to Fort Collins, which is what the, the turnaround point, the end of day one for the Colorado event, um, I did sort of sit around uh, feeling a little bit sorry for myself um, as <laughs> I sat there and tried to make conversation (laughs) with complete strangers. Luckily, Sarah was there, uh, so I was able to at least uh, have a conversation with her. Um, But in the last two years that I've done it, I've actually belonged to um, the Team Hyatt uh, team, and um, that has been a a much better experience. Uh, They have an amazing uh, tent when you get there. Uh, Free massages, uh, free food, TVs on, sofas, uh, cool towels to put over your head. It's not exactly roughing it, is my thought. No,
1: they do. They I think they win, like, the best Team Tent Award at this ride every no, year. I
0: would vote for that, for sure. Um, and so um, what do people need to do if they want to be part of this? Where Where do they go for information?
1: Right, so bikems.org is the website. And like mm-hmm. I said, there's 85 rides around the country, so there's at least one in every state. Um, so, yeah, bikems.org, and there's the top of the page is find your ride. So, Definitely find a ride near you.
0: Are there um, any states that are not covered?
1: It's possible that like one of the Dakotas might not, but but for the most part, pretty much 50 everywhere. 50 yeah. If
0: Hawaii has an event, yeah, I'm imagining there are at least well, there's close to 50 events around the country. Yeah. But I would hope that's the yeah. case anyway. Yeah. If not, and you live in a state where there isn't a Bike MS in Bank, get in contact with the People for Bikes podcast, and I'll put you in contact with Sarah, <laughs> and uh, we'll, make that, um, we'll make that a thing. That's right. Um, well, fantastic. Sarah, I know one of the other um, causes that you are super passionate about is Trips for Kids. Um, I believe you are on the board of Trips for Kids here in Colorado. That's right. Um, how about a bit of a shout-out for the Trips for Kids
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm the board president of the local chapter of Trips for Kids, which is an organization that is dedicated to getting um, at-risk and underserved youth um, out on mountain bike rides. It's a great organization. um, And uh, yeah, I've been involved with them for a couple of years now, about three years. Um, And if you like bikes and you like kids, it's kind of uh, the best of both worlds. Um, So we have a couple of different programs. We um, uh, take kids out on bike rides. A lot of kids who've never... A been on a bike, um, and a lot of kids, at least in Denver, um, who've never been outside of the city of Denver. Um, so it's a it's a really neat uh, it's a really neat program. Um, we also have an earn a bike program where we um, teach kids over the course of uh, several sessions um, basic bike maintenance skills, uh, basic safe riding skills, um, and then over the course of this program, they can actually earn their own bicycles, So. Um, they have to you know, basically learn how to fix a flat, how to fix their chain, how to do the sort of standard things so that when they get their bike home and something goes wrong, they actually know how to fix it themselves. A lot of these kids who have never had a bike before don't have someone in their house who can help them with it. You know, you and I both grew up with Parents who, A, could give us a bike, and then, B, if something went wrong, could fix it for us. So these kids don't they,
0: have... They actually gave me a horse to start with, <laughs> but then I moved on to a bike. Oh, right,
1: a horse. And, and private riding lessons, too, I'm sure. No,
0: because my mother is a riding instructor. <laughs> so I...
1: Right. I suppose those are private. Right.
0: But I didn't have to pay for
1: them. I forgot, I forgot we were talking about jolly old England. <laughs> right, but so these, these kids don't have that sort of natural support structure. So, um, we equip them with their, the skills and, uh, resources to do that for themselves. So after they've gone through the earn a bike program, they earn their own bicycle that they've worked on and they've sort of built, um, take that home with them. They get, as part of their graduation, they get a helmet and a lock so they can keep it safe. I listened to your previous podcast, so yep. they get a lock to take their, um, uh, to take home with them. So that is the earn a bike program. And we also have a youth at work program. Um, trips for kids has a bike shop that it's affiliated with lucky bikes. Um, so we hire a number of uh, kids from the neighborhood every summer to be interns at the shop. Um, for all of them, it's their first job they've ever had. They give experience writing a resume, interviewing for a job, and then learning how to show up on time at work and customer service skills and then all of the sorts of things um, that will make them employable in the future. Um, they get an exit interview, and then they get a reference uh, for their next job. So um, really great programming for um some at-risk youth. Uh, it's a great organization. Really, really proud to be a part of it and really excited about what they're doing um, here for kids in Denver.
0: I love it. Yeah. Um, who supports that? What, what are your spon- Who are your sponsors on that? Um,
1: we have a number of um, local organizations who are supporting us. The Bailey Hundo, which is um, a mountain bike race uh, here in Colorado, is our primary sponsor. They fund the racers who participate in that fundraise, um, and we get a big check from them every year, which is uh, our biggest source of funding. We do a number of other fundraisers. Um, Primals a f- as a sponsor, Declaration Brewing, which is a great beer company. Um, we love beer. And we don't. The kids don't drink the beer. The brewing company gives us beer. Right. Doesn't give us beer. They give us money. That's
0: right. And the um, the website for trips for kids.
1: It's tripsforkidsdenver.org.
0: Okay. Is it just a Denver Charity or is there other... Um, other, It is a
1: national organization. Um, They're headquartered in uh, Marin, California. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a a few chapters around the country. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, um, Sarah, thank you very much. You're an awesome person to be involved in both of these organizations. Um,
1: Well, you know what? It is pretty cool to uh, be able to use bikes um, to really make a difference and change people's lives, it's, it's a pretty cool opportunity. And I, I just, I'm going to say this. I, I say this to all of the sponsors that I work with here at, at the MS Society and also with Trips for Kids, but it, it is really cool to um, get to work with companies either who do have a, a role in cycling, like Primal you know, and, and Kenda and these companies who are bike companies, um, but I also work with companies who have nothing to do with bikes. Um, but to be able to use a bicycle and a bicycling company, um to have an impact on changing the world, and in my case, I work at the m s society we 're curing a disease using bike jerseys in the case of primal right um and you know i like I, I talked to the owner of, of primal and and i 'm going to tell him like at, at some point i I believe we 're going to cure m s in my lifetime and at some point i 'm going to pick up the phone and i 'm going to call him and i 'm going to say, you helped cure multiple sclerosis right and it's pretty incredible like the difference that you can make um you know using a bike or using a a jersey or using whatever so it it is it is pretty amazing
0: you heard it here folks in sarah klein's lifetime (laughs) we are going to cure multiple sclerosis and i'll uh raise my uh oscar blues ipa cheers we'll drink to that cheers thank you very much sarah appreciate it thank you all right